Could Sunday be redemption time for Dan Campbell? Let's talk about it on a Wednesday edition of Locked on Lions. You are Locked on Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we are, everybody, a Wednesday edition, Locked On Lions, Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this, a Wednesday, December 7th, and a uh, Thursday, December 8th. If I could talk, that would be good. Welcome into the program. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, making us your first listen each and every day. Huge game coming up on Sunday. Five and seven Lions still in the mix for an NFC wildcard spot. They feel good playing meaningful games in December. And here they are, hosting to end the homestand, the 10-2 and two looking to clinch the NFC North division, Minnesota Vikings, 1 o'clock Sunday. Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma on the call on uh, Sunday at Ford Field on Fox for the Lions and the Vikings. We appreciate you uh, checking us out uh, here today. If you missed Chris Myers from yesterday, please go back and listen and watch that. We are brought to you today by Bet Bet BetOnline, as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online where the game starts coming up on the show today dan campbell with a pretty strong statement about the first time these two teams met back in september in minnesota and how he feels about some of his decision making in that lions and vikings game we'll get into that coming up momentarily also a national analyst calls ben johnson the next mcveigh i'm going to play you this audio from the colin coward show today that was interesting. We'll talk about that. Also, Lions have an advantage somewhere, a big advantage, and not something I think most NFL fans and Lions fans are aware of when it comes to their opponent this weekend. We will uh, dissect that as well. Also, the Money Badger uh, gets an award today. All of that coming up today here on Locked On Lions. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page where we post the podcast daily. And also, again, uh, check us out on YouTube, the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Our views are going way up. We've had a lot of people uh, tuned in, locked in, no pun intended, to the uh, video show. So we appreciate you guys checking us out on the video side. Tomorrow, the great Lucas Braun, host of Locked On Vikings, will join me for the Thursday crossover. All right, so the Lions lost back in September to the Vikings. And it was a close game. Lions did a great job on Justin Jefferson. It came down to the end, and Detroit just couldn't get over the hump. Um, we remember the missed fuel goals and and and, and the decision-making from Dan Campbell to kick said fuel goals and all of those things that took place in this game. And the Lions obviously have a different, ki- different kicker now uh, than Austin Seibert, who at the time was hurt. Dan Campbell today. At his Wednesday press conference, was asked if he still has any regrets about coughing up that first game against the Vikings, where he admitted that he probably shouldn't have had Cybert kicking a 47-yarder near the end of the game, and of course he missed a couple. Then it was determined that Cybert was hurt, all of these things. Campbell said today, quote, It burns me, and it'll burn, it'll burn me until the day I die, end quote. Wow. 
Now, later on in the press conference today, Dave Burkett of the Free Press said, really, till the day you die? And he said, look, you know, I know what I said earlier. I'm not going to wallow in it. I'm not going to go back and kick myself, but it hurts. He wanted that game again. And, you know, it just kind of goes to show that a Lions head coach, all right, and, and many in the past have said some crazy things and there's there's been different personalities and, you know, Matt Patricia and the way he looked and the pencil and Jim Schwartz and Marty Morningwig riding off in his Harley and those Jim Caldwell, you know, uh, uh, calling the media dungeon of doom. And, you know, these guys are all getting lionized and all of these things. There's been a lot of buffoonery in the past with Lions coaches. But what I like about what Dan Campbell said today was he he couldn't, he could have just said that game happened in the past. You know, the decisions I made was like week three, who cares? You know, I, we're moving on to now. Our focus is the Vikings today. He didn't. He He's saying it's going to burn me till the day I die. I, I wish I could have had that one back. I admit, it, admit mistakes that I made in that game, whether it was going for it on fourth down, whether it was sending Seibert out for the 50-yard or whatever it was back then, um, which was a mistake and gave the Vikings a short field. And they, of course, came back and scored a touchdown on the Osborne uh, touchdown catch. So there's a lot of things that... Um, you could say about Dan Campbell. What what I like about his approach today and what he said today was five and seven isn't good enough for him. And being in the mix isn't good enough for him. He's kicking himself. He feels like his team can play with Minnesota, can beat Minnesota, should have beat Minnesota in September at U.S. Bank Stadium. And I like that. It's a great mindset. It's a message that he's sending to his players that, hey, I'll bite the bullet on this one. I'll take the heat for this one. Uh, we could have done better back then. I could have done better then. And, and it's going to haunt me. He cares. Now, this weekend, as he's going up against Kevin O'Connell again, People are going to watch for his decision-making. It's important that he makes the right decisions. He has done a very good job lately with his decision-making, taking the points when need be, punting when need be, going forward on fourth down when need be, being smarter in his clock management and decision-making, something he didn't do at the early part of this year and also at times last year. He's grown as a coach. But I like what he said today. It wasn't overly dramatic or Hollywood. It's how he feels. It's genuine. He wants this one back. He thinks his team can hang and can be in the mix, not just for a wild card, but in this division. And I honestly think he's telling his players, like, let's not let this 10-2 and football team that's won a lot of close games come into our house and clinch the division on our turf. So I like that. And there's a reason why this went from a one-and-a-half-point favorite for Minnesota to a two-and-a-half-point favorite for the Lions. People in Vegas, gamblers, sharps, whatever you want to say, people are high on Detroit and what's going on here. And they feel like the Lions have a good chance. I, I got a text today from a buddy saying, did you listen to your pal Valeni on the ticket today? He's guaranteeing victory. I did not see that. Or I did not hear that earlier, but I'll have to uh, rewind it. But So Mike Valeni saying, Lions are a lock. We'll see. To win the game. But 
you know, we still got a couple more days here. Let's see how the injury report falls and who's going to play and who's not. And, but this is uh, this is a big game Sunday. I'm excited, very excited. These next two weeks are really good opponents. Minnesota is good. The Jets have gotten so much better. You know Robert Sala is going to want to take care of his hometown team next week. So these are going to be two big games coming up back-to-back. A little shout-out for the Money Badger. We'll get into that coming up next. Also, you'll hear from a national guy saying maybe uh, maybe Ben Johnson's the next McVay. How about that? But first, we're brought to you today by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. What about an affordable economy car that will just take you from point A to point B? They've got it all at Turo. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see if it fits your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo, T-U-R-O dot com. All right, so a, a shout out today. We got to do this um, to the great money badger, Michael Badgley. Today he was named the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week for his performance in the Lions' uh, lockdown win of the Jaguars this past weekend, 40-14. to Badgley, four field goals, 47, 45, 44, and 36 yards, or 38 yards. So far this year, after I have called out Brad Holmes, and this has nothing to do with me, but I'm just making a point. After I said Brad Holmes has just botched this kicking situation for two years with this team, uh, going back to Ryan Santoso last year, Riley Patterson, this guy, that guy, Seibert, um, who was the kid for one game, the rookie that they cut earlier this year. I don't even remember his name um, uh, when he was bricking extra points at Ford Field. But now they've settled on the money badger, Michael Badgley, since he's been picked up by the Lions. Think about this. 11 of 12 on field goals and 18 out of 18 on extra points. His accuracy for the season is 94%, third highest in the NFL right now for kickers. Of course, he uh, has became the, uh, became the kicker for the Lions um, since week five. So this is a good thing. Remember, Lions had Amon Ross St. Brown, one NFC, NFC Offensive Player of the Week earlier in the year against Washington. Kirby Joseph and Ian Hutchinson won Defensive Players of the Week. And so now we've got Michael Badgley um, winning the special teams player of the week. Last year, Riley Patterson did it for the Lions as well. But it seems like the Lions have found themselves a kicker. And this, this game this weekend could come down to Michael Badgley. So I like the pickup. I like the fact he's a veteran. Kicked well in the past for the Chargers. Had some success for the Colts. Heck, he had that one game this year with the Bears. Um, when he had to fill in for one week, and he's been good. And so um, this is finally just a breath of fresh air and a little bit of a relaxer for this organization, knowing they've got somebody who knows what the hell they're doing there and kicking the football. 
Now, I know on Thanksgiving he shanked one to the left, the 29-yarder turned out to be a three-point loss and everything else, but it's been the only one he's missed so far for this team. And whether it's outdoors, kicking in Chicago, or um, you know some of the elements, he's been good. And they're going to need him to be good uh, next week, too, against the Jets. Of course, he's already kicked in New York against the Giants, but against the Jets uh, as well next week. So shout-out to Michael Badgley, who's done a great job so far for this organization. And, hey, Brad Holmes finally found a kicker. So shout-out to uh, Brad as well. All right, this was great. Earlier today, uh, this was uh, sent to me by the uh, great Nathan Litke, who I refer to sometimes as the executive producer of this program. Uh, but today on the Colin Cowherd radio show, uh, his sort of co-host, sidekick, whatever you want to call it, uh, Jason McIntyre, who used to be at the uh, the big lead. I remember I used to ask Jason McIntyre if he ever wanted to come on the radio show at 105.1. He never did. Uh, but I digress. They were talking about the Denver Broncos and how bad they are, and they're probably going to fire Nathaniel Hackett. They're, what, 3-9 and nine on the year? And they were talking about uh, candidates for that job. Take a listen to this exchange between Jason McIntyre and Colin Cowherd about Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. Take a listen to this. How about this? Detroit Lions offense has been off the charts with Jared Goff, Amara St. Brown, a bunch of other dudes you don't know. Ben Johnson is their offensive coordinator. I want to interview that guy. I don't know much about him. I don't either. Maybe he's the next McVay. Let's bring him in and interview him and say, Ben, what do you want? What do you want to do with Russ? But by, by the way. There you go. That audio courtesy of Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports 1. Maybe Ben Johnson is the next McVay. <laughs> oh, my God. What planet is this? What world am I living in? A Lions assistant coach. And I've said this before. Maybe it might have been the other day. When was the last time the Lions had an assistant coach that was like this hot commodity? I, I, I'm trying to think. You know? Um, I remember when Hank Fraley was interviewing with the Bengals and other teams, the Lions O-line coach. Um, but, you know, the next McVay, the next Sean McVay, Ben Johnson. And I, I do think he's going to interview with teams. And he's done a great job with the Lions offense. And yes, golf and the passing game and mix with the run. And hey, they trade TJ Hawkinson, who, by the way, the Lions are going to welcome in this Sunday uh, to Ford Field with the Vikings. But yet, here's a hot shot Lions assistant coach in his first year calling plays, in his first year as offensive coordinator. Remember, last year he was the tight ends coach and at the end of the year was helping with play calling, but didn't call the plays. That was Dan Campbell. And now, Jason McIntyre on the Cowherd Show is saying, oh, yeah, maybe he's next McVay. I want to interview that guy. Tell me the last Lions assistant coach where people were saying, you want to interview that guy. I mean, I remember, was it Terrell Austin? Was Terrell Austin the D coordinator with the Lions in 2014? Did he interview with anybody? I'll have to go back and look. But it wasn't like he was some hot commodity. Ben Johnson has become a... A star. The next McVeigh. This is a good question. Hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or on the YouTube comments. Remind me the last Lions assistant coach that was like this talked about. 
Jim Bob Cooter. I, I don't. I don't know. I got. I got to go back and think about it. Maybe I didn't do a good enough job prepping the show today. Should I got to go back and look? All right. Coming up next, uh, Lions have got to pounce on something this Sunday that the Vikings have a problem with. We're going to tell you about that in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. I go on there all the time to look at the, uh, the numbers yesterday and the, and the, the spreads. Yesterday, Syracuse, my, my, my orange, were 16.5-point favorite at the Carrier Dome. I'm sorry, the JMA Dome against Oakland. The Golden Grizzlies. Greg Campy took his team up there and got destroyed. I couldn't believe, believe we were 16.5-point favorites, but I found that spread at betonline.net. Uh, if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline. We've always been the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Sunday, Lions, Vikings. It is the return of TJ Hawkinson. Uh, how, you know, vintage Lions would it be if he had a big game? But 1 o'clock Kirk is also coming in. We know how well Kirk Cousins seems to play at 1 o'clock. You put him in a primetime game, forget it. But uh, we'll see how it goes on Sunday as the Lions take on the 10-2 and two Vikings. We'll dive deeper into it tomorrow with um, uh, our main man, Luke Braun from Locked on Vikings on the crossover. All right. This is pointed out to me by a dear friend of mine. He said, did you realize, Al, thank you for this. Um, did you realize that the Vikings were dead last in the NFL in pass defense? I said, I did not know that. So I, uh, I looked this up, and uh, it is true. Minnesota is 10-2. and two. Best record in the NFC North, one of the best records in the league, playing really good football. They've won a lot of close games. I get it. They might not be as good as Philly or Dallas in the NFC or um, San Francisco. We'll see. But the Vikings are giving up 283.6 yards per game in the air. Now, they might be getting Cam Dantzler back this week. There's some talk about that. There's been some other injuries in that secondary. Harrison Smith is a very good safety the end of this last game on Sunday against the Jets, they made the plays when they needed to, including the interception to seal the game this past weekend. But the Lions got to take advantage of this, this this weekend. Worst pass defense in the league? Minnesota has drafted a ton of DBs, especially cornerbacks, over the last few years in, you know, in the draft. The Lions come in the seventh best pass offense in the league putting up close to 370 yards a game. We've talked about how in rhythm Jared Goff is right now. Uh, Quintez Cephas was back at practice today. I think he's going to play it. You're going to get Jamison Williams more unleashed this Sunday. Amon Ross St. Brown continues to climb the charts, and some folks are talking about a Pro Bowl. But, man, seventh best pass offense going up against the 32nd rated pass defense. At home, where the Lions seem to have good success with their offense. Heck, they put up over 40 uh, against Seattle a few weeks ago, of course, at Ford Field um, at home. They play well at home. 
they move the ball at home. They have got to find a way this weekend to kind of expose where the Vikings are weak. Now, again, some of that, too, is uh, the blocking up front and giving Jared Goff some time um, to get you know the ball out there. But if the Lions could take advantage of some of these younger DBs with Minnesota and a defense that's giving up the most yards in the air of any team in the league, Detroit's going to have a good chance to win. Now, again, Lions always want to run the ball. Got DeAndre Swift kind of feeling the best he's felt right now. Jamal Williams, Justin Jackson. But, man, play action passes and some stuff downfield and maybe even getting Jamison Williams involved on Sunday is going to be huge. But I did not know that this Vikings pass defense was this bad, despite the fact that they've won 10 of their first 12 games. How about that? Watch for that this coming Sunday for sure. All right, Luke Braun tomorrow. Thanks for making this your first listen and watch right here on Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Talk to you tomorrow.